1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, if you had to lose one item into the fire,
3: what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% Eighty percent of people saying they they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog.
1: How about that?
3: But when a marshmallow's burning, on, it's on fire, man. That's just a horrible feeling, too. Right? But I you know. Bear, and you can't touch it. Ah, 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 so,
1: ah, and you're looking around, and everybody's <laughs> occupied with their own thing, and you're like, "Help me! Somebody blow it out!" This is the Rod Peterson Show.
3: Welcome, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Happy Easter to you. I know we're a day early, but it's our last show uh, of the week. What's going on on your phone, Dupes? What are you checking? The weather? Scores? Yeah. Doing business? Texting? Doing business. I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus. I
2: got a reply from the text I told you I sent a little while ago and just setting up a coffee.
3: It was an hour ago. My mind's gone. I don't even remember. I know, right? So this is the uh, part of the show we affectionately call the second half kickoff, everybody. So uh, welcome to it. Because I guess what we'll do, Jordan, let's hit the quick six show topics, please. Know, uh, we're hitting it early, but it's all these topics have come up today and it's got people um, giving us their thoughts. Number one, number one of importance to me is Montreal and Vancouver have said they will open their doors to the NFL to come and play games. One of our viewers here, William May, said this is a slap in the face of the CFL. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That was my first thought. And we'll continue on that. Two, Wednesday's NHL leftovers. Hey, the Leafs are the class of Canada. Let's say it. I don't mind saying it because it's true. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Um, And Nathan McKinnon throwing his helmet last night at the Coyotes player. He got fined this morning. That's the breaking news. $5,000 for doing it. That seems to be the going rate if you're an NHL superstar accused of a match penalty. That's a $5,000 fine. Ovi sticking Frederick in the Canaries. Last month, which uh, a standard? McDavid's elbow, which rolled into my next leftover, and that is cheap shots are up, fighting's down. This is what you wanted. Why are we bitching? Point three, Dub Hub. Last night, the Saskatoon Blades beat the Winnipeg Ice 3 2 in the Dub Hub. The Blades have a 10 game point streak on the go, 9 0 1, and there's no Memorial Cup to play for. Feel awful for them. Connor Bedard t- tonight. Takes to the ice with the Regina Pats, 8 p.m. We'll be calling it. They're playing the Brandon Wheat Kings. Just before that, it's the Moose Jaw Warriors, Swift Current Broncos, and uh, this dawned on me last night. Bedard doesn't need to be hyped anymore because he's doing it all on his own. I mean, we had a meeting with the Pats this morning, and they brought us gifts. They said you're part of us, which felt really good. I love. So you're not part of the Blades anymore. That's the sense that I'm getting. You're one of us. I have no comment. <laughs> Anyways, as I said to the past, for the last year, I've been rattling cages just trying to make people aware that the kid's coming. Now he's here. He doesn't need to be hyped anymore. He leads the Western Hockey League in scoring with 19 points, and let's see what he does tonight. It's his 11th game. He's got points in 10 straight. Uh, BCHL, this is the latest tip that I got. The BCHL, yeah, breaking off from the Canadian Junior Hockey League, but they are moving. The, the plan is to be a Canadian... By Northern Division of the United States Hockey League, we discussed that at length last hour with our good friend Brian Weeb from the BCHL Network, Uh, and he also dropped the bomb. I didn't know the BC Hockey League was opening play tomorrow in pods all over BC. So I'm glad that we had him on. Starting your season April second, unbelievable. Better late than never. Yeah. Um, point five, the Blue Jays at the Yankees are just taking to the field. Actually, the intros went a while ago, so thanks for sticking with us. We won't be talking baseball because you're probably anybody that wants to is going to go watch the game. Yeah. And George Springer's not playing because he's hurt. Great start. And the, the uh, sixth point, because we don't have a show tomorrow, we did our NHL top five, bottom five, and here they are. I'll do it again. <coughs> top five NHL teams. Tampa Bay, One two, Washington, three, Colorado, four, Florida, five, the Toronto Maple Leafs. The buds, the bottom five are San Jose, 27, Detroit, 28, Ottawa, 29, Anaheim, 30, Buffalo, 31. And the funny thing is, even Philly Flyers fans are writing us saying, you should put Philly in there. Fighting to be in the worst. (laughs) I should mention, by the way, Kelly Rempel was our rock star of the day yesterday for Rockstar Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, one of our fine sponsors here. So diving back into the pool here. Yeah, you're right, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events. He says, the Pats merchandise is always beautiful. The PPCLI, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. And at some point, I don't think we're ready for this yet. Maybe once we can welcome fans back into the arena, but the Army guys I spent a lot of time with them. We were sitting around in the officer's mess one night, and they said, we should call the brand Center the base. The base. I'm like, ooh. But we got to make the Pats think it's their idea. <laughs> you know how it goes? Yeah. But this, when the soldiers say yes. it, it comes with a little bit of uh, oh, yeah. weight to it. Wayne in Victoria, BC is watching. He says, I don't understand what you get for being verified and having a blue check. Don't worry about it, Wayne. From Claude Telfier on YouTube says, Bo's newfound humility didn't even last one offseason. We can get into that because there will be no football Friday yesterday. So Bo Levi on a podcast, the Horsepower podcast. That's not Valentine's, is it? That's an official Stamps podcast, is it? I believe. So Bo's saying... It's funny how much they hate me over in Calgary, and yet they got him popping off saying things like this. What did he say? He's going to win seven great cups and seven most outstanding players because he wants to be better than Doug Flutie, and he wants to be better than everybody else. I don't know. What do you think about that? That's a fairly braggadocious comment to be made. And when I say you, I don't just mean Moose. No, no. What do you think about that? For Bo Lee, I say that. That's pretty out there.
2: I like it and I don't like it. Like, I don't like saying it i like thinking it you know and you know it's tom brady is thinking that he's like I, I won six in new england i'd love to win six not in new england really stick it to him right i want to be the best but he's not out there necessarily saying that publicly um hey he's got the stones he's putting them on the table you know, I kind of admire that, and you kind of he want, always does though. He always does, and I kind of admire that. And you want a guy leading your team that says, "Look, it, I want to win all these games, and I want to win multiple Grey Cups, and you know he's going to bring people along." So I do like that, but the there's a little air, you know air of a, of arrogance around a that I don't <laughs> like, but I like the confidence. It's confidence arrogance. He's walking the line, he's towing the line, and I I, I kind of like it. I lean towards liking it.
3: But I'm towing the line of my opinion, too. It's fine. It's talk. Whatever. It's bravado. I do it all the time. I like the confidence, too. I'm a confident guy. I think I'm good at what I do. I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but I think I'm good at what I do. What's wrong with that? You know what? And that intimidates inferior people. Right? That's where the haters come from. It intimidates them. I don't care. What am I supposed to do? Be not successful like them? So, yeah, I don't have a problem. Say whatever you want. Just get on the damn field. Uh, Devon in Regina writes in, Prairie Mobile text line. Oop, And you can always reach us at uh, 840-8777. I've not figured out this phone yet. Here he goes. The CFL-XFL merger will focus on the 18 to 40 demographic, which needs to be in the stands. The kids play and are raised on Madden. That's the rules they identify with. I look forward to a merger and pro football that is organized. Well, we got to talk about... The way that it is, that's what we do here. I had a guy text me last night, a guy affiliated with the CFL. I can't believe what a mess the state of things are. It's a a complete mess, not entirely of the current people's doing, by the way. This is decades of bad decisions have caught up with them in the pandemic. Would you agree with that? Right? This isn't slinging manure necessarily at all the current CFL people, but all the bad decisions have caught up with them right now. And I'll, I'll get into that more in a moment, but Jim Wagner... Writes this Prairie mobile text line. Good morning, RP crew. Go Jays. Go Pats. Oops. Flyers. I lost to the Sabres last night. Yeah. Great show again. Have a blessed Easter weekend, all. Stay safe. Here's the problem with the XFL thing. And the more I read, the more I hear. You see Matt Sikaros' comments from uh, formerly of TSN 1040 Vancouver. He was on John Hodges' podcast from Three Down. Okay. See what he said at all? Uh, it was tweeted. He said that he's very disappointed and in Farhan Lalji and David Naylor and told them that he was, that they're reporting somewhat half-baked on this CFL-XFL thing. Sort of like, stop teasing us with hints. Give us the meat. Those guys are really tight friends, by the way. He can go after Farhan. And, like, they're really good friends, all of, three of them. But they can only report what they're given by the CFL owners. Farhan is as good a reporter as they're going to get, and that's what Dave Naylor hangs his hat on, is being an investigative insider. But if the CFL owners aren't going to give them the details, there's nothing that they can do. I don't think these CFL owners necessarily know what they're doing. And the problem with the merger with the XFL is, will people show up in Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto to watch the St. Louis Battlehawks or the Houston Refnecks? I don't know. They weren't showing up to watch the Argos anyways. So let's think about that for a second. But in Montreal and Vancouver, you've got the facilities there saying, yeah, we'll open our doors to the National Football League. It's, it is a slap in the face to the CFL, to the Lions and the Alouettes. I don't care how you say it or that the Alouettes have a great relationship with the people that own and run Olympic Stadium. Who cares? Like you're in a marriage here and you're inviting the third party. Come on into the bedroom. I don't know. Most of us think that's weird. There's websites for that stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, You're in a relationship here. What are, you, what are you doing? That's my read on that. It is a slap in the face to the Canadian Football League. Now, honestly, if I had if I had my druthers uh, Rempel just said here yesterday, um, in a perfect world, which we're not living in, he would rub a lamp. And the CFL money genie would pop out and fix all their problems. That's what he wants. That's never going to happen. And I I don't mean the genie. The CFL's had money problems for as long as I've been associated with it, and that goes back to 1991. I want stability, okay? I'm that older person, been around the block a few times. I just want stability. So for me, we got to stop fighting with the National Football League. Have you realized, like I... Are you upset that I'm on such a monologue here? Or are you okay with it? <laughs> I'm great. Okay. The first time I, I started to think about a merger, you guys might remember the Riders had a defensive back by the name of Dale Joseph. And it was 1999. It was my first year with the Riders. We were doing a pregame show at Casino Regina. We used to do that. It was big. People showed up for it. It was awesome. They don't do that stuff anymore. And... I said to Dale, we should be a farm league for the NFL. And that year, the Riders were 3-15. and 15. They were really bad, right? And the CF, they were 3 million in debt. Worst stadium in the league. It was the bottom of the barrel. Worst era in Rider history was 1999, my first season. And Dale Joseph, I'll never forget, who was cool as hell. And he's from Houston. He had a black leather, uh, like a Payne Stewart hat backwards, you know, the way the guys wear it. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, then people would think we're second rate. 22 years later, people are saying the same thing. Second rate or not, you're dying. So, I would honestly, my perfect world is forget about the CFL, XFL. I would like to see the NFL Canada concept. I really would. And if they don't want to show up in Montreal and Vancouver to watch NFL Canada, and it's still the BC Lions and still the Montreal Alouettes, then don't show up. But we're still going to do it because we've got the NFL's money behind us. The biggest sports brand on the damn planet will never suffer from financial woes again because we're part of the NFL, NFL Canada. And I'm sorry, but it was not sustainable the way that it was. (laughs) Rod's ran for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Mention I sent you and get ten percent off. We're, I'm just saying, pie in this guy here. You got two of your markets opening their doors to the NFL right now. What are we doing that? What are we doing here? Where you, are you on you, that? You don't let me put my feet on the couch, but you're going to let him. Exactly. You don't wear that for me under your clothes. Oh, I'm boring now.
2: Sorry, I'm throwing it no, to you. I, I know, but that's that's all I can think about. Um, yeah, it is. It's a tough spot to be in, you know, but I come right back around to look at last year or sorry, yesterday when we were talking about these options and it's just like, I just want you to be open-minded about putting all these options on the table the way it was and fixing it and getting back to the way it was at its prime, which those prime eras, as you talk about, don't last a long time. How do you take that and make that last a lifetime? Option one, can you? Option two, CFL-XFL merger. Option three, NFL Canada option. And I hope there's a fourth, fifth, and sixth option. I want you to just put them on the table, explore them, find out what's going to be best for you long-term, and make a decision that's that's going to work out. I mean, things that you want to protect, the Canadian game, the Grey Cup, the history, and all these wonderful things, things you want to improve, long-term financial stability, more fans engaged, younger audience, all of these things. And... Assess them with every single solution and come up with what's going to work best. You know, I think it's probably not the way it's always been. Maybe there's somebody smart who can come up with a way to save it.
3: But it might be these other leagues. And I I just want you to look at all the options. And that's why I'm not pointing the finger at the current CFL people. It's been decades of bad decisions. You are where you are. And I'm sorry, but you took your eye off the ball. And this is the situation that you're in. I see from the viewers here, Rick Haglund says, second rate next to great is still pretty impressive. William May, I agree with you, Rod, and have been saying that for 20 years. Viewer Chad Isaac says, I would rather be second rate and watch games than not watch because we have to fold our league and go bankrupt. So that's the thing. And, and for Farhan and Dave Naylor and Matthew Sikaris to sort of argue about how this is being covered, it's not Farhan's fault or Dave Naylor's that the CFL owners are just dropping them breadcrumbs. I think the CFL owners get off on it. And uh, it's shady. It's always been shady. The CFL is paying for its shadiness right now. And they don't know any other way to operate. So to me, it's forget about CFL, XFL. I think NFL Canada is the way to go. If you can't beat them, join them. But then everybody finds a reason why that won't work. So I just say good luck. Yeah. Joe Roberts, my good buddy from Vancouver, joining us uh, right after this break. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
1: Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome
3: back, everybody. Uh, Just ahead of the Skid Row CEO, Brian Galloway is watching, and he writes this on Twitter. I'm not sure where he's at, but he says, sure, the CFL has money problems, but how does teaming up with a bankrupt league that has huge startup costs in front of them fix that? Both sides have claimed this isn't about the money, yet the media keeps talking about this as a CFL bailout. We've only been talking about this for three consecutive weeks. I'm not interested in going in and answering that now. I mean, go back and watch old shows. We're stronger together, period. All right. Joe Roberts always puts a smile on my face. Let's bring him in here from White Rock, British Columbia. How you doing, Joseph? Joseph? Hey, good, man. How you doing, Roddy? Very well. And I want to tell our viewers, they call him the Skid Row CEO. This man, now resiliency expert, a coach, if you will, um, energy management stress. But he was a homeless addict, downtown Vancouver, as a teen, and was the president of a Fortune 500 company after becoming sober and getting into recovery. Within how many years, Joe? Twelve. (laughs) That's it, eh? In your mid-20s president of a fortune 500 company it's an unbelievably remarkable story and people are wondering how does this fit in with a sports show well it fits in with life uh joe with with the message that you're going to bring today and it's 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 pretty cool and for anybody that's kind of struggling uh right now in this pandemic or over a year in i'll let you take it away with your message today but m- maybe you could help some people
4: yeah look I, I you know it's really funny rod when um when everything happened last year, I found myself in real familiar emotional territory. Fear, uncertainty, doubt, stress, felt the walls closing in. You know, in 1989, I was one of those guys you see pushing a shopping cart around Vancouver's notorious downtown east side. I struggled with mental health challenges and addiction. You know, I slept underneath a bridge, but thanks to my mom and a police officer, I got a second chance, I went back to school, graduated with honors, and went out in the business world and killed it. And, it, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of that player that gets overlooked and traded, overlooked and traded, and I just could never find my potential until I had those right coaches and champions in my corner. And that's when I really, you know, began to to soar. And, um, you know, I found that bigger, bigger side of myself. The thing I think that I understand, you know, really well, Rod, is that inside each and every one of us is more than we can see. And it's adversity that introduces us to ourselves and so it's you know it's pretty normal for people to feel flat and stressed out over over the last year because there's probably a a couple of things they don't know you know if you think about the pandemic it's it's a lot like being in a game seven of a stanley cup the only difference is is that all of us have been thrown into this high performance environment the world has turned absolutely everyone into a pro athlete or at least The stressors of a pro athlete, the emotional, the social, the environmental, um, the physical. And so, if we don't have ways to cope with that, we break down. And we, you know, that's why we see a a rise in mental health. We see a rise in people drinking more and doing drugs and eating our way through our feelings and, you know, uh, disengaging and watching Netflix. Right. But, you know, the cool thing is that, you know, having been in that, you know, that sort of that dark, you know, been in the gutter, I, I, I know the way out. And a lot of my work over the last year has just been coaching and helping people really understand. You know, one of the analogies, I was talking to a client the other day, I was talking about Tom Brady. You know, here's a guy in his, you know, in his early 40s who's still winning championships. And the one thing that the sports community, you know, doesn't talk enough about because it's not glamorous, it's not glorious, is what he does in his downtime. What his energy management system is, you know, the sleep he gets, the nutrition, the visualization, all of that protocol is embedded in his life in order for him to continually get high performance. The, the, the thing is, Rod, not a lot of people understand or know uh, what to do when they're placed under this tremendous amount of stress. They don't know how to get the energy back in their life so that they can continue to perform at a high level. Right. And the and the
3: thing that we'll get to is what to do once you recognize it, because they don't even recognize it. And I want to tell our viewers, Troy Colmer's watching in Toronto from Sober Athletic, where he says, wow, I can't wait to hear this story from Joe. And I know the turning point, Joe, in your life was when somebody said to you, there's more to you than you realize, or there's more to you than what you are right now. Something along those lines, right? Because we're used to, and let's be honest, I'm six years sober now, but I was a a bad alcoholic. And when people are saying you're a drunk, you're worthless, you're this, you're that you believe it. But when somebody actually shows that they believe in you and that you could be better, it's like a light switch goes on. Right. But the other thing with Brady, with the stress, I think the parent that's home right now and told you, you got to remote learning and teach your kid for now over a year, the stress that they're feeling is the same that Tom Brady feels when he goes out to start a drive. Stress is stress. Right, Joe, and that's my point. When you talk about being a stress and energy management expert, let's just talk about that. How you you're feeling stressed. What do you do?
4: Well, I think that first of all, we need to understand the context in which we live in, especially as it relates to sport. The new weak is strong. Right. And we're starting to see more of that. It used to be a time in professional sport where you caught hell if you didn't play if you didn't play hurt or if you didn't play feeling well. And now it's the opposite. It's You know, the coaches in in those professional um, locker rooms are making sure that players are ticking the boxes on, you know, getting the right sleep, getting the right protocol if they've got an injury, doing the ice baths, doing doing whatever it is that they need to get back to 100% so they can go out and continue to play the long game. I think as an individual, some of the things that I teach are, first of all, we've got it wrong more of the same is not going to get you stronger. You don't organically build resilience. Anytime you go to the gym, you stress your body out and you need time in between that recovery in order to to get stronger and, and, and build physical resilience. Well, the same is psychologically. What we're not doing because we live in this culture of go, 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 is we're not effectively putting in the recovery time. One of the biggest things is we don't sleep enough. We don't eat properly we don't we don't take the psychological and environmental downtime we're working longer we're burning weekends and we live in this culture that that glorifies this and if you're a guy it's even worse and not to not to be gender specific but the, you know guys are like ah i'm gonna be a tough guy the thing is is that you can't do the long game If you're not properly recovering, think about doing a marathon. You'd never do back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back marathons. Yet people have been working 65 hours a week and stressing at home and not getting the proper recovery time and sleep and nutrition, all the things that are really going to help them go long. Yeah, and, and some viewer comments here. Uh, from Wayne
3: Grolo in BC's watching on Facebook, he says, what a great guest, Rod. Joe obviously knows what it takes to overcome your demons. From a viewer on YouTube, goes by the handle EGA, Joe Roberts rocks. Thank you, Rod Peterson and company, for having this man on your show. I'm hoping people are paying attention and listening, Joe, because it's not just about Tom Brady, right? It's Anybody can do this. But you said something to me on the phone last week. It's, it's, I'm just going to reiterate what you just said. The person that wears it as a badge of honor, I work 22 hours a day. I sacrifice this. How effective are you doing that? Right? That's, well, the, that's the key thing.
4: That's it. You may get it done, and you may do it week after week after week, but by the time this thing's done, you're going to look like, uh, you know, you, you you're going to look like David Crosby and feel like David Crosby's first liver. Like you just can't sustain that kind of crap long-term. Right. And one of the things that we haven't talked about Rod is where I learned how to do this. Now I'm not a high performance sports guy. I never came from that world, but I succeeded in business. And then part, you know, my heart called me to do something to pay it forward. And so I threw myself into this environment of high stressors and decided to push a shopping cart. Nine thousand kilometers across canada it was called the push for change and i know rod you know because you're one of the only people who actually walked a full day with me which was 24 kilometers yeah and so it took three and a half years to build which absolutely stressed me out and then imagine getting up every single day for 17 months walking 24 kilometers and and doing over 500 events so you know, if I didn't manage my energy in that, I would have lost my mind halfway through it because there was just so much pushing in on me. And so what I know today is that an average person can do extraordinary things, but you've got to do that that proper balance in order to to pull off the long game. And let's face it, this isn't two months, this isn't six months, we're a year more into this. And the part of the reason people are coming undone is they're simply not, you know, not taking really good care of themselves.
3: For sure. And so from our viewers, Ryan McCarthy in Albany, New York's watching. He says, as a former hockey chaplain, I would often express that there is strength in weakness. You won't be able to get the help you need unless you ask for it. Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, yep, then you bring and stew at home with those anxieties. Now the home becomes toxic. Jeff, the yeah. Stampeders fan in Calgary says, I once went eight years without a vacation. Right, and we would brag about things like that. That's kind of. I'm glad that this is hitting home, Joe, with your message. And for me, like people are saying to me, Joe, because we first met when we did walk along. Well, we met at a a luncheon before that, and then we walked on the road. And but people are saying now, Rod, you you look younger. You look happier. Yes, because I know to turn my phone off for periods of hours at a time so that I can't be bothered. Unplug the phone. We talked about this on the phone. But I know those tools. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't 10 years ago. You wouldn't have wanted to know me, Joe. You know that. So what 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 is your what's your message to uh, to our viewers today? You know, you've.
4: Well, I think first of all, it's like, okay. first of all, acknowledging it's kind of like the conversation around mental health. It's like we're having some good conversation and dialogue. But the next step is what do I do to implement? And it's simply getting those energy breaks in the day. Take like if you're in front of a screen for hours and hours on end, take five minutes, go outside, go for a walk, change your, uh, uh, you know, change your, your visual environment, take times at night, uh, you know, get the proper amount of sleep, try and embed exercise. And I don't mean, you know, going going crazy, like, you know, doing some of the stuff I've been doing for the last couple of years, uh, endurance sport, but just get your body moving and and eat right. And if you embed some of these little things, it's kind of like long-term recovery right? You habitualize these good things. First of all, the first biggest thing is become self-aware. Where am I on the continuum? Am I burnt out? Okay, now what can I do today, tomorrow, and this week as we head into a long weekend? Where can I grab a half a day, go for a walk in the woods, spend time with the kids or, or with family or with mom and dad or whatever, And just recharge our body and when we do that on a micro and this is we know this in sport rod you never have a player going hard for a month there's periodization in training whether you're a football player a hockey player an olympic athlete periodization is important well it's the same for for us as we we feel all the stresses so embed some of those tiny little things that we can do every single day that recharge us emotionally mentally and physically and if we do that Over time, we'll, you know, we'll get the cheese back on our cracker and we'll feel a whole lot better. And we'll, you know, we'd be a whole lot more pleasant to be around. (laughs) For sure. And The Rock, actually, The Rock,
3: Dwayne Johnson said that on the weekend, that he wrestled for 280 plus days a year with WWE uh, for four years. And he goes, I know the concepts of recovery. I mean, we only see those high performance athletes on TV. You don't know what they're doing in between performances and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave you just with a couple comments. Chad Isaac. Uh, watching says seven years sober and my mental health has gotten way better being sober has opened up so many more doors I couldn't see being an alcoholic sober athletic wear in Toronto Troy says thanks Joe this is a version of my story too I suffer from mental health and as a result self-medicated with booze I'm in long-term recovery but this isn't just about addictions and alcoholism anybody can do this Joe that's the the most important thing right
4: well, that's it. I mean, I, you know, I'm a guy, long-term recovery, and a lot of where, where what I learned, I learned from coaching and being mentored by other really smart and, uh, you know, men I admire. But, you know, I'm doing a lot of work now within the, the corporate world because anyone who works front line, whether it's police, whether it's retail, whether, you know, there's just so many people, healthcare, there's so many people who are, you know, feel the walls closing in. And, um, you know, it, it's it's in my heart to want to wanna just, you know, to tell people to take a break and catch your breath and, and you know, just really reevaluate re- what's important. And if they do that, they can, they can do the long game. The things that I'm doing today, Rod, compared to where I was 10 years ago, oh my goodness. And it, it all has to do with managing energy. It's actually doing less so you can do more. And this notion that I don't have time for this, that's nonsense. You know, you don't have time for sleep. You don't have time for nutritious food. You know, there's no athlete that would, that would last inside. They'd get benched. They'd get, you know, thrown down to the farm league if they behaved like that in the locker room. So we got to take care of ourselves if we're going to play the long game.
3: We all have the same 24 hours in the day. It's how you use it. We, we covered a lot here, Joe. This has been awesome. Where can people find you on social media if they want to get in touch or follow your stuff?
4: Yeah, sure. I'm on LinkedIn, Joe Roberts, the Skidrow CEO, and you can also find me on my website at the Skid Row CEO. And you know, I know I how I I know I arrived because uh, look look at this. I seen these all on your desk, and uh, <laughs> isn't, isn't that cool?
3: Is that the Joe Roberts bobble, bobblehead?
4: That is the. And there's the only one in the world, and I got it. So <laughs> can you get a I, second
3: I, one and ship it to us? I'll put it right here beside Clark Gillies. All right. I'll try. All right. Thanks, Joe. Happy Easter, my friend. The best of yeah, marine. All right. Joe Roberts, resiliency expert, and the Skid Row CEO. We've got a sports update next, a Blue Jays update, and full on viewer takeover, whatever the heck you folks want to talk about. It's the RP show on this Thursday, last show of the week. Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
1: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
3: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Blue Jays update on opening day, and thank you for keeping it here, by the way. I know there's a lot of people that aren't Blue Jays fans, particularly those American viewers. But it is the Blue Jays one, the Yankees nothing. What are they in the second inning? Top of two. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. singles to shallow center field. Vladdy Guerrero advances to second. T. Esker Hornan, uh, T. Oscar Hernandez scores. Hots for bots. Hots for bots. Hots keep bats warm. <laughs> 1 nothing. Blue Jays over the New York Yankees. There's your update. And we'll be watching the game as soon as we go off the air here in 20 minutes time. Hey, this is weird. Nelson uh, Hackowitz says CJ Gable has signed a one-day contract with the Ticats and announced his retirement from football. It's weird because I was just thinking of CJ Gable last night. I was like, who is that guy we interviewed in Southern California that hadn't decided whether he was going to retire or not? Well, that's breaking news, Nelson. Thanks for chiming in with that. Shoot, if the CFL comes back, they're not going to have any players left. You won't know any of them. You won't know any of them. Uh, a sports update. Let's not forget about that. Dawson Mercer scored his second goal of the night at 233 of overtime as the Chicoutimi Saguenay edged the Victoriaville Tigre 4-3 on Wednesday in the Quebec Major Junior League. Samuel Richard stopped 46 of 49 shots for Rouen Noranda, but they got very little help from the team getting outshot 50-15. to 15. Uh, and Valdor downed the host to extend their win streak to seven contests. Viljami Marjala scored once and set up two more, and Tabas Siguan made 22 saves as the Quebec Rampart halted their three-game slide with a 4-1 win over Bay Como. Wednesday's game between Blainville, Boisbrant and Sherbrooke was canceled following a positive COVID-19 result within the Phoenix staff. The Montreal Canadiens are in the nation's capital tonight to face the Ottawa Senators in one of nine NHL games. Montreal returned to the ice Tuesday, picked up a 4-0 win over the Edmonton Oilers, Ottawa's won three of five meetings between the two this year. Canada's top professional golfers are returning to tournaments this week when they were atop the leaderboard the last time they played in the event. Corey Connors won the Valero Texas Open the last time it was held in 2019. And Brooke Henderson tees off at the ANA Inspiration, the first major of the LPGA Tour season. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars Now with 8 Amazing Flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. I don't want this show to turn into one big commercial, but I also do want it to turn into one big commercial because that's what gets us all paid. Business of the Week. Throw this up, Clark. And it goes with Les Lazarek, the voice of the Saskatoon Blades, my brother from another mother. He's texting me and says, uh, Hello to my Regina friends and colleagues. Help. I have another four weeks in your fair city with the East Division. Double. I look after my own breakfast and lunches in my downtown Obasa suite, but I look around for takeout suppers. Do you have any suggestions, favorite places, and favorite entrees? My palate isn't overly finicky. Thanks, folks, for your input. Cheers, Les. P.S. RP, the ginger beef from Peking House was outstanding. That was your recommendation? I know my ginger beef, man. Some of the best in the Queen City is Peking House, and you can find them on the MySask411 app. Download it to your phone. They're our business of the week, Peking House. And they're open right now. You can find them at 1850 Rose Street. You type in Chinese food. You yep. type in tag, uh takeout on the MySask 411 app. I have it on my favorites on the very bottom of my screen. Peking House, 1850 Rose Street, is our featured business of the week. They are on the MySask 411 app. It's one of the good downtown lunch spots. Yeah, really good. Well, it was only—it's like right around the block from where Les was. I'm like, just go to Peking House, order from there, and you'll love it. And yeah, and he, I wouldn't steer you wrong. I never steer you wrong. So we have other things. We'll save the face-off for the next segment. Let's jump into the. Let's jump into the. Viewer comments here. It's, oh, Connor Bedard. I didn't mention this earlier. Got into the chat with uh, Joe. Breaking news: Connor Bedard and Shane Wright have been named a team Canada for the under-18 World Championships. And I got to give a lot of credit to Jamie Neugebauer. He put this on my radar a couple of days ago that this could happen, that he had heard that this roster is going to be announced, the tournament's in Texas near the end of April, and the, lo and behold, here it is today. Uh, Conor Bedard going with Shane Wright, the two exceptional players currently in the Canadian Hockey League, and I guess it's going to take him away from the Regina Pats for considerable time. It is.
2: They got a quarantine for two weeks, so I'm seeing his last game in the Hub is going to be on the 9th of April, so... Got him for, you know, less than two weeks here, um, and that's it. Then he's going to be away. So, And once he leaves the hub, I don't see a spot where he'll come back to the hub unless they get into a playoff situation. off the have to quarantine coming back, I assume. But
3: it's a very, very exciting for him. Producer Clark has put on the screen Bedard's last game with the Pats is on April 9th. He will leave for the under-18s after that. And that's why, by the way, I mean, this April 9th, man, they still got three more weeks to play in the double. Yeah. Without Connor Bedard. So that's gonna affect their win-loss total. That's gonna affect our viewership on Access Now Television. And this is what I was trying to tell you people why the hype for Connor Bedard and how much I love his hockey skills and watching him and everything, but I feel sorry for him too. Not only has he lost his childhood, because he's fifteen. We started interviewing him when he was fourteen, but now he's gonna be in every international tournament. He's not going to have a Christmas for the next how many years when all his teammates are home, drinking eggnog, opening presents, Conor Bedard is going to be in the Czech Republic. And he's going to be playing in all-star games, in this game, in that game. Yeah, he'll be well compensated for it some way down the line. But the like it's relentless schedule for those guys. And it starts with this. Oh, yeah. And it's all summer and it's all fall. Right. It's but just, it's just the guys don't. Yeah. Uh, the, the players understand, but the viewers, they don't. That's right. There's a, there's a lot of great things that go with it, but there's a lot of things that aren't great. And thank God he's at an age where, I mean, he loves the game. He loves, he loves all this. Oh, yeah. Well, but you, you look back, at like I did, yeah. after all those years working in the machine and go, what? look at all the stuff that I've missed. Was it worth it? <laughs> I'm still, still trying to figure that out. I know. Anyways, one more comment uh, from Drew Koser. Can we call him? What can we call him? We have a director of scouting. We need a player team. personnel. You could be our director. Of Drew Koser personnel. from the uh, Off the Hosel podcast. Sillinger named. Nolan Allen as well. Cole Sillinger, obviously.
2: Oh, 20-some other players. Yeah, Dylan
3: Genther. Ooh, what a great team. Why, we even, why even play? Canada's going to win. And from Claude for watching on YouTube, he says, Over time, I have come to recognize the traits of addicts. Their heart is exposed. Recovered? Equals, recovering addicts are the most courageous and generous people I know. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you, Claude. That's the whole thing about getting into recovery. You bury your soul, admit your sins, and move forward. And there ain't nothing going to scare me now. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I've walked through the fire. You're not scaring me. That's right. Uh, Viewer takeover next. Overtime. Faceoff. Lots coming up. It's the RP Show final segment of the week. Stick around here on Game Plus TV and 24-hour sports talk. Suds full-service car wash for rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back to the uh,
3: program, everybody, and thanks, uh, Pengs, for the update. Yankees now leading 2-1. Must be bottom of the second at Yankee Stadium. I want to say this be- is. before we get into the face-off here for the Ultimate Fan Zone and uh, the Mad Greek, I'll get the sponsor read ready, though. Um, here's the thing on the CFL, Darren. Just It was very interesting to read those quotes from Matthew Sakaros. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I saw them on the Twitter feed of Xf- uh, CFL News. Maybe one day that'll become XFL News. But... How Matthew Sakaris was just kind of chiding Farhan Lalji and Dave Naylor for not complete reporting on this XFL CFL merger. And Matthew knows he was a newspaper guy before he was that he that he's they're just getting the tidbits from the CFL owners. With this business of it being April 1st today, six weeks from the potential start of training camps, if they were to do it, I'm still waiting for the CFL owners to rip a curtain back and have a news conference and say, here we are. But I, there's this voice in the back of my head saying they would have done it already Yeah. if that was the case. It is as bad as you think. And for those that are writing in and that are so steadfast and upset and, dare I say, close-minded and not wanting to see a partnership because come hell or high water, it's CFL or nothing. I'll burn my tickets if they merge. You just don't understand how bad that it is. And I think they're just dropping those breadcrumbs, like I said, off the start to the media, and, and those are the guys that they've chosen to go through. They get off on it. It's weird in a way. And I said that it's shady. I believe it's really shady. Give us the details. They don't want to give you the details. They just want to tease you. So <clears throat> that's all I, how I want to close the week. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that before we face hey, it, off. We're not missing anything No, here. but it's literally, I'm going to tell you what I want you to know, and
2: that's it. And when I want you to know more, you'll know more. And is that fair? No, but that's, again, the job of the insiders to find and, the, and reporters to go out and find the news, do the work, cultivate your sources, and find the full story. And if they can't, then maybe there's not more to it yet. But, yeah, it's, it's a fine line.
3: Uh, Mydale Mike Lee says, Rod and Darren, are you guys headed to Texas to broadcast the Under-18 World Championship on Access 507? That's a hard no, Mike, because I'm not interested in quarantining for a week or more when I come back. And I've got Pat's broadcast to do because if he didn't hear off the top of the show, we're part of the team. And that means we don't leave. Right? But I understand why he would ask.
2: Well, we're not going. There's, and I, I'm answering. As much as they're having fun calling it the Connor Bedard Network,
3: it's still the <laughs> Pat's broadcast, not the Bedard broadcast. That's right. So... So we're going to face off now for the ultimate fan zone and the Mad Greek in uh, Moose Jaw. And you're going to be surprised the side that I'm taking here. But the face-off is, will the Toronto Blue Jays make the playoffs this year? And uh, you're not going to like it because I'm going to say no. I know they're going to be exciting. They're exciting today. But at the end of the day, what wins? It's not just championships. What wins pennants is pitching. And they don't have it. And I know it's, it's okay. It's okay as they enter this season. And they can... They can survive the injuries off the start. But with the big bats, that's not enough to win him a pennant. I don't think it's enough to get him into the playoffs. So I'm I'm sorry, Canada and fans of the Toronto Blue Jays. They're not making the playoffs this year. The shortened season last year was a, a mirage. And even as it was, they got swept because of terrible pitching. And that was with Jin Ru, who they saved for game two of a best-of-three series. Makes no sense to me, Darren. They're missing the playoffs. Sorry mm-hmm. to tell you. Well... You know, and
2: the short—it was a shortened season, and they still barely got in. That favors teams that aren't as good. Shortened seasons gives them better chances to get in. But yeah. I think the Jays do get in. I think they piecemeal together this pitching staff with band aids and duct tape and you know, elastic bands, and elastic bands, and you name it—silly putty—and and they find a way. I don't know that they have any award winners on that pitching staff, but. I think they find a way, and they get enough runs, and I think they get in in a wild card spot. I really do. I think they're going to take a step
3: forward. I guess we have to wait for the result. Five, six months to find out. Hundred and how many games? That's our face-off. No Blue Jays in the playoffs for me. He says they're in. It's brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave Downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook and the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw available for licensed dining. Takeout or delivery, head to the madgreekeatery.com for more information. This is the overtime segment, and we call it viewer takeover. Hussey's Huddle writes this and says, Hey, Rod, I run a small CFL YouTube channel, and it's amazing the range of reactions to all the XFL CFL talk I get from people. The way I see it, it may as well be optimistic about the possibilities. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Do you have a take on that? No, you all have a choice. That's exactly what I said. Be optimistic about all the
2: possibilities. Don't be close-minded to any of them. Examine why some might work and some might not. But, but just, I have no time for, that's stupid, there's no chance <laughs> of that working. No, no. If it's on anybody's
3: mind, it has a chance. I don't know if you watched the interview earlier this hour. You left the room with Joe Roberts, our resiliency expert mm-hmm. and um, stress and energy coach management coach you walk away from arguments like that if you want to preserve your sanity and your stress level right I, i'm yes. doing it i'm walking away from those twitter feuds but many aren't and we know who the people are that aren't but uh that that that's stupid that won't work i've seen a lot of it as have you right over the last couple of weeks it's not solving you anything. don't see that
2: also with professionals and at that no highest level
3: um well sometimes you do but then they get fired <laughs> uh Landmark Cinemas, what do we have to say about Landmark Cinemas, our proudest new partner here? We never rang the bell for them. Landmark Cinemas is our yeah, newest did. sponsor of the Rod Peterson Show. Did we ring the we bell? We did. There you go. What do we got? Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, that'll be good. Looking forward to it. What's unfortunate is you and I can't go because the theaters here are Unless closed. we wanted to make a road trip. But we're not allowed to leave. We're not well, supposed we to leave. Bill Wepler, uh, curling great, said, Guys, the theaters are closed. Why are you advertising for landmark cinemas? It's because our show is all across the country, and theaters are open in they, other spots.
2: They were open here, too, and they're open in other communities. So uh, we'll be going as soon as,
3: uh, soon as we're allowed. The viewers have been asking for John Frenzy. There is no Football Friday, but you can tune in on Access Now Television Saturday and Sunday at noon, High Definition 507 for Access subscribers. Standard Def Channel 7. John Frenzy now will be kicking it around on the best of the week. See you tonight, 8 p.m. Pats and Week Kings on Access Now Television. Thanks, dupes. See ya. Happy Easter for the rest of you. We'll see you Monday.
1: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
0: Say goodbye